Nationals Review Podcast, the official podcast of thenationalsreview.com. My name is Cole, but I'm not here alone. No, it's like I'm at a Buffalo Wild Wings right now with my friend, Charlie Fliegel. That would be amazing if we were at a <laughs> It would be. I could go for some beer. I don't have any beer. I don't know how those are doing, though, because every time I go into one, there's like and ten people there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, they they do have beer, which is better than I can say, right? They do. They have a ton of beer on tap. Do you have a beer, Cole? I do. What do you have? I have New Belgium's uh, Rye PA. Oh, and how is it? Way too hoppy. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it's good, but it's a little too hoppy for me in my taste. I don't think I like stuff with rye for the most part. Yeah, I'm not. It's a got huge like fan. a weird taste to me that I can kind of picture, but don't know what it tastes like. You know, I was researching. Uh, speaking of rye, I was researching Grey Goose vodka, and so then I found out how basically it was all just. Marketing, right? Marketing gimmick. Yep. I heard, I, I think I learned about that in business school. Is that, it, what was it? Like a, a marketer thought that there was there was no premium vodka. So Pre, just, like super premium. Right. So he just made a brand up right. and then went out and found the vodka to insert in the bottles, basically. Right. And all the ingredients are French. That's the other thing. Right. And, they're, like, and they, they copy a lot of things that like champagne or wine people do when they like. Send bottles and all that stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So, anyway. Are you a big Grey Goose fan? You know what? The funny thing is, I, I, in the thing I read, it was that they didn't even try to do, like, double or triple or whatever distilled. It was distilled a bunch of times, but it just that they noticed that it had, like, a less of a burning aftertaste that most vodka has. The vodka I buy is Tito's. Tito's... Tito's. I enjoy as a mixed vodka drink, but as taking a shot of vodka, I do not prefer it. I think uh, well, I, uh, I don't do vodka straight oh. very often. I'll have it mixed, but, um, yeah, I don't do vodka straight a lot. So That's Tito's probably my go-to. Really? Yeah, if, I, if you want me to take a shot, I'd rather just do straight vodka. Well, I have a, I have a straight drink because... Well, part of the reason we haven't done a podcast in a while is I've been out of town a long yeah, time. Yeah, you're like the world traveler. You are a world traveler. I went to Korea for a week. Wow. And then I went, my family did a family vacation. So, And I was actually like fully, um, we were on a cruise, so I was like fully disconnected. Oh, wow. Um, and so, yeah, I basically have been completely, completely gone. But because of that, I haven't gone to the beer store and the beer stock oh. has disappeared. So... But you know what there always is in the house. <laughs> Mike's hard nominate? No, no, that's my. No, house. that's your house that oh. always has that. No, there's always bourbon in the house, Cole. Oh, well, there you go. And so I'm having some Knob Creek. Right oh, now. great bourbon. That I believe. Bourbon. Yeah, I believe it's uh, small batch Knob Creek, which oh. is probably like five dollars more than. I Mike. love their packaging as well, Knob Creeks. Yeah, they do a good job with the uh, distinctive packaging. Yeah. I'm a bourbon fan, Colm. What can so I say? So speaking of alcohol, uh, I think the first thing we should mention is the 2016 beer map is live and available if you haven't already seen it on the website. Good transition, Colm. Thank Very you. Very good transition. Thank you. Oh, my God. You Did just this saw, just happen? Yeah. 
Yes. Colm is watching a few seconds behind me. Danny Espinosa mash a ball. He is. Can we talk about his hitting lately and how on fire that man is right now? We can talk about it. Oh. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there, yeah. So, yeah, you and I went to a game. Yes. Before I went to Korea. No, in between Korea. In between, yes. Yeah. Because you were back. And uh, that was my, like, four days in uh, (laughs) that I actually got to sleep in my own bed. Right. And I chose to use one of them to go to the Nats game because why wouldn't I? Yeah. And we went to a great game. We did. We saw Max Scherzer versus. Uh, Who was that guy? Uh, somebody. Um, he was pretty good too. Yeah, he was that rookie guy that pitched really bad the last time he was out. But then, was it? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, was it Velasquez? Velasquez. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was pretty good. He's a good pitcher. He, he's he's he looks good. Looks good. Um, but uh, we did the beer map. I walked around. I you got, did the beer map. I did the beer Let's map. Be I got there. Well, you tried some beers. Yeah, so. I tried some. So I got there early, walked around the park. Now, did you have America, the beer? <laughs> that is the new sponsor of Nat's beer is America. <laughs> the Nationals brought to you by America, the beer. Uh, anyway. Um yeah, so that was that was fun to do. Well, what was your overall like take? Like, did you see a lot of more craft beers, less craft beers? Um, I think there were a few more district drafts. Interesting, which is good because that's the local guys, and there were a couple, like Heritage and Old Ox are now there. So there, there was always Three Star and Atlas and DC Brown, Port City and Mad Fox. Uh-huh. Those were the five that were there the last few years. Heritage and Old Ox are Northern Virginia <coughs> beers, and I think they're new. Now, somebody might correct me and say, no, 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 they were there last year, but they definitely weren't there two years ago. I'm almost positive they, they weren't there when I did the beer map last year. It's possible they came in the middle of last right, year, but right. um, there were a couple, like, so they don't have Dogfish Head anymore. Wow, that's, that's crazy. That's disappointing to me because, you know. It's a local. I consider them a local. They're, so, yeah, I mean they're Delaware. Yeah, but um, interesting. I used no to, bottle even in bottle form, like nowhere. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at me and said that's interesting that there's no dogfish. When I tweeted it out, because they're like, I saw them selling dogfish in the stands, and my response to them is, after seeing it nowhere in the entire park, I would not buy the dogfish from the stands. From the stands, I don't think they could even do that. Well, they have some guys that sell bottles, but I'm guessing oh. if you're buying a bottle of dogfish head from a stand vendor, it means it was from September right. or October right. of last year. So you might not want to buy that. <laughs> um, but uh, dogfish was gone. There may have been a couple others that were gone, but there were a couple ones that were good that were there. Uh-huh. Um, there was – so there's Blue Blue Point Toasted Lager is everywhere. Um, really? I kind of compared it. It's like the new Sam Adams. Like, okay. it's at almost every stand. Blue Point's good, and it's kind of like a sand, you know, it's like a right. it's like a craft lager. It's not like an American-style lager. Uh-huh. It's got a little bit more flavor, but like a Sam, it's not, like, super hoppy or, or anything like that. It's just stronger tasting than a regular, like a Budweiser or something. Right. And um, they had a Fordham Copperhead Ale, which I swear, I've that. I, I swear I've had before. Um, sounds very familiar. Our buddy Matt Simon, Fordham uh, Business School That's grad. That's right. That's great. Uh, 
<laughs> Didn't know you'd be getting a Maddie Simon shout out tonight. Didn't. Um, and then the other one they had is a victory. There was a victory beer there. I don't remember what it was, victory. but victory is the greatest thing out of Philadelphia these days. Oh, I mean, everything more else. More than Yingling. Oh God, Yingling! <laughs> I do not like. I mean, I don't. I don't want to give my opinion on Yingling. It's right. not my favorite. It was great. I loved it in 1999 and 2000. Oh, awesome. yeah, when it was like the crap beer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Victory is one of my absolute favorite breweries, and I don't even know. Wow, what. i got to try that. Oh, they have they have a good Pilsner, like Piercing Pills. They have a really good IPA. If you see a Victory beer and you like the style, chances are you'll like the beer. That's my, my take on Victory. They're well, I have a beer tip, actually, from being at the game. We were there. We got there before the game, which was a 7.05 start, and I found out that if you go to center field now. Oh, yeah. This is a good tip. Yeah, this is a great tip. I, I believe it's called the Bud Light uh, it's something. The old, it's the old scoreboard walk. Yeah, right uh, behind the scoreboard. Right when you get up to the top of the escalators, that big bar, outdoor bar. Right. And from 5 to 6.30, they have $6 tall boys pretty much. Ding, ding, ding. We need like sound effects right now. Like, so I was just like, I was like six dollars. Are you kidding me? Because like, what a regular beer. A good beer is like nine bucks, right? Yeah. So I was. We were just pounding them for the game because. So that that's what you guys were doing while I was walking around with my math in hand. Yeah, I wasn't gonna leave because I'm like, well, we should really just pound this one and get another one to walk around with. If you're into, what were you drinking? Bud Light. Oh yeah, it was either Bud or Bud Light. Yeah, that, that's your that, choice. That's that the problem. That particular big giant stand right across from uh, the burger, you know, uh, Shake Shack, mm-hmm. um, they don't have anything on tap other than, like, Bud and Bud Light, I think. And they only have – they might have one or two craft beers, but it's mostly just the, the Budweiser stuff that's right. at that that place. But maybe that's to make it easier on them when they do the happy hour stuff so they don't have True. to have discussions and arguments about it. Yeah, it's pretty much like they have them all in trash cans and you just say what you want and then it's six bucks. It was awesome. So that's my huge tip. Like, spend the money later on during the game, but before the game, if you're there early, you just that deal's too good to pass up. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the other thing I saw that was different is they had right behind that, uh, I think, I think. Oh, that new place. I know what you're talking about. Budweiser Terrace, I think they call it. But they had, like, a couple of Rita Cabanas, which are, like, these weird, you know, margarita Yeah, spots. the yardstick thing. The yard. Yeah, but they sell, like, a frozen drink, I think. And then they also sell the Budweiser Lima Rita. For, really? I don't, I've never had that. I don't know what I it thought is. you were going to bring up the new... Uh, what was it called? It wasn't Grey Goose. It was something Goose oh. Island something. Well, Goose Island is one of the... Uh, was that there before? No, Goose Island is one of the new craft beers. That oh, my God. Did you see what just happened? Scherzer striking people out? <laughs> it's 16 Gs. Yes, it's a good game for Max. It's a good game for Max. <laughs> oh my God. But, I mean, if the Nats win this game, this game is going to fit every single narrative. Whatever your narrative is, you can oh. write about it. You can tell... Max did great, but he still gave up a home run. You can talk right. about Zimmerman grounding into a double play, Worth grounding into a double play, oh. uh, pit, you know, not hitting enough, uh, Murphy getting the only RBIs. Like, whatever you feel like the state of the Nats are in right now, mm-hmm. you can write about it. Right. Anyway, we're getting ahead again. Sorry. Uh, was... So there were a couple. Of, so the Goose Island is one of the new craft beers, and they are everywhere as well. Not quite as omnipresent as Blue Point, but right. – that is the new. If you like sixty minute, 
That's your new IPA. Oh, that's the new one. Because they have a whole area now where they used to have, like, the wine and the mixed drinks that's just called Goose Island. Oh, that's like, if you remember last year on the first, on the lower concourse, there was a Sam Adams stand. Yeah, yeah. Now, now they have, like, a Goose Island stand right. and they have a Blue Point stand. But the other thing I saw that was really odd to me was they have, um, right behind the Budweiser Terrace, they have, like, an... Oh, my God! Sorry, I just <laughs> exploded. Calm, are you all right? You wow. The, uh, called strike three? Yes. You saw that about ten seconds after. Oh, my God. I should have so prepared amazing. myself. All right, so anyway. One Sorry, of I was just taking a sip of my bourbon. So, yeah, the experience so, of the okay, stand so I thought the, was awesome. It's, it's an orange crush stand right behind the Budweiser Terrace. Really? So this is like a – I had never heard of this before I started going out to the – to the eastern shore more like the maryland delaware shore orange crushes are everywhere there it's orange flavored vodka triple second orange juice i think really maybe maybe there's sprite in there wait is that where people were getting the yardsticks from no that they were getting those from i think those rita cabanas oh okay but yeah there's just a random it's so weird like it would be like if there was a random stand that sold like here's our gin and tonic stand and you're like what yeah yeah that's what it is. There's just an orange crush yeah. stand. So interesting. Yeah. So that was that was food though wise. I didn't see any change. The only thing I did notice was that Mexican place that was upstairs next to uh, not Five Guys Shake Shack gone. Oh yeah, no that. So they actually doubled the size of Shake Shack. Yeah, it's huge now. And I think that Mexican stand is actually now like a standalone kiosk a little bit further oh, down. Oh, so it's not gone, gone. No, no, it's not going to oh. Because that's like the think... only thing up there now is Shake Shack and... I used to love that Mexican place, by the way. Yeah, I, I know. I haven't good. been there since it turned into a kiosk. Well, we've only been to one game, but... Right. Um, I'll have to try it again. Because I used to go and get... I like they had like chicken quesadillas or something that right. I used to get. And a pretty good sauce. So hopefully they're still around. Um, but yeah, in terms of the alcohol, obviously new beers. You can find all the... If you go to the website... If you go to the nationalsreview.com, there's a, on the top menu bar, there's the Nationals Park Beer Guide, and you can see all the uh, all the things at the the Goose Island stand and the Baseline Brews and all that. Yeah, it's very detailed. I think you're going to love it. You can download it, save it on your phone or your iPad, so when you go there, you have it. Uh, and, uh, oh, lots of uh, lots of shock top too. That was the um, really. What is yeah. that? How about blue moon then? I assume so. Bl- blue moon is gone. So shock. So I guess I'd put wow. it this way: like um, Goose Island replaced Dogfish Head. Uh, uh, blue Point sort of replaced Sam, and then uh, Shock Top replaced Blue Moon, and Shock Top also replaced Line and Kugels because they have. At most oh, yeah, of the yeah. stands, they have Shock Top Belgian, which is the Blue Moon copy, right. and they have Shock Top Lemon Shandy. So, wow. Um, I so, yeah, I want to know the person that makes these decisions. <laughs> sure, it's just yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with how Miller Lite paid a certain amount. Miller right. paid a certain amount, and Bud said, "We'll pay this amount." And they said, "Okay." Amazing. So. All right, so besides that, our seats I thought were awesome. I thought the whole game experience was great. I saw the new Nets, which I think it's you a travesty that it's in front of, like, they have it in front of the dugout. So you can't see guys coming in and out of the dugout without looking through a net now. 
hate, I really hate that. Did you see Colm yesterday at the Twins game, I believe it was? Uh, somebody was sitting beyond netting coverage, and they took a liner like almost oh. off the head, except the ball boy dove into the stand. Oh, I did see that. The one who like, saved, the, saved the day. Yeah, I did. And then he awesome. took the ball and gave it to the kid next to the kid he saved. Hey, people need to be paying attention to the games. <laughs> no looking at the phone. Yeah, no looking at the phone. You got to pay attention. When Bryce Harper comes up, you got to pay attention. He's up now on my TV, so that means he'll be up on your TV in 10 seconds. Well, if he gets a home run, you better prepare me. <laughs> I would um, just say, if you're listening to this, just pay attention to what happened in the 8th and ninth inning of the Nats game because you'll know if Coleman will scream for some reason right. that it's that it's going to come. So, so what? how do you want to handle the team now? Do we want to talk about since we've talked in the last month or talk about the state of them now like well what do you think about what i mean they're they're 20 and 13 correct we're watching if they win this game they'll be 21 and 13 so they have one of the best records in baseball they've had a a somewhat of a 500 stretch over their last couple weeks but that on that included a road trip correct um they looked good on the road trip until they went to chicago right which that's a whole nother problem later on in the season Chicago looks so good. Jake Arretta, by the way, who was on the Orioles. I don't know why they ever got rid of him. Well, he looks like he's not good on the Orioles. And now he just looks like a superstar pitcher. Now he is a superstar pitcher. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're an Orioles fan, you just have to be going, what? what is wrong with my organization that, right. that they let this happen? They want Brian Mattis instead. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And apparently it had a lot to do with... They have a they have an organizational philosophy about where you're supposed to stand on the mound and what you're supposed to oh. throw and what you're not supposed to throw and it just wasn't working with him but they kept it up and and he stunk. But also thinking of our division right now, this NL East, this is a hotter contested division than I would have predicted. All right, I guarantee you the Phillies will not be there in a month or two. You don't think so? Even with that strong starting pitching that they have, they have good starting pitching. They I saw a stat today that said, like, the Braves are on pace to have the seventh worst offense in baseball history. Yeah, they're really terrible, yeah. And the Phillies are on pace to have, like, the 19th worst. Really? Because so, that guy, Michael whatever, Jones. Michael Franco is awesome. Michael Franco, he is, like, the real deal. Like, that kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah, he's awesome. But, uh, I mean, I just think that the Phillies are too... They're too like oh. if you think if you think the Nats can't hit <laughs> if you think the Nats can't hit, I mean the Phillies are are a joke compared to them. And I, I really think that that's just so you think it's just going to be us and the Mets is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. I do. I mean the Marlins can make a run. They certainly have enough talent that it wouldn't be a shock if they made a run. Well, they lost an important key with the scandal or not scandal. I guess he tested positive, so he's out 80 games, isn't he? Who's out? Oh, um, D. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon is Gordon. It's huge. I, I actually ranked Gordon as my best, as the best second baseman in the NL East. Oh, hands down, I agree with that. Well, He's got to be a huge top of the lineup hitter, isn't he? I didn't know Daniel Murphy was going to hit 400. Right. Well, he's the best player. Who knew he was going to be the best player in baseball? I'm telling you, Colm, it's possible that we just live in a universe where. <laughs> yeah. Second week in October, Daniel Murphy became the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah, he really did. 
and it hasn't stopped. Alyssa always asks me, where do we get him from? And I go, remember the guy who I told her just kept hitting home run after home run <laughs> in the playoffs? That's the guy. And then she remembers. That's the guy. Yeah. So, so interesting thing with the lineup while we're talking about Murphy tonight, there was a big controversy that he switched so Zimmerman. I, I, I love it because after Zimmerman hit two home runs last night, right? The reason that I love it is because if he did it before Zimmerman had a really good game, right? Then Zimmerman might feel the effects of it, kind of being like, "Oh man, I'm, I'm." Oh, but he did it after he blew up and had a great. But he game. did it. After and so it's kind of like it's kind of like yelling. <laughs> calm, calm, calm down. I just love that to be every time we do great things. Oh God, he was holding his knee weird. No, I think he's fine. All right, um, we're gonna have to ban you watching games during. I think he might actually. I know that's awful. Detroit might might challenge this. Um, oh, did that ball hit him in the face? I don't think so. Oh my God, that was a great throw. This is making. First of all, here's another question before you answer the other one. Brian McCann is that the Brian Mc, or McCann is that the Brian McCann no. from Atlanta? No, Brian McCann from Atlanta is the Yankees catcher. Okay, because I was about, this guy's playing catcher, and I was like, I could swore Brian McCann looked way different than I thought. <laughs> no, not the same. McCann. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so, I liken it to when a coach, you know, how coaches, a lot of coaches will be like, we don't yell at. Um, I don't yell at my player after they lose. I yell at them after they win. Right. When they lose, I coddle them. It's a little bit of that. Like, I don't think Dusty wanted to move him down. I don't think this is actually permanent. I think Dusty likes the righty-lefty, righty-lefty. He just moved Murphy up for today against Zimmerman. Right. Because he was the only guy that has hit Zimmerman. Right. Now, if this ends up being a permanent switch. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. It doesn't matter to me that much. I just don't care. But, um. But the thing is, is, he did it at the right time in my mind. Right. Now, I also wrote this last week that I don't think Zimmerman's, like, Zimmerman's going to hit well in, in May. Yeah, I'm of course. Pretty sure. And he basically has bad Aprils almost every year and has good Mays almost every year. So my take is, like, give him a couple weeks. And I wrote this a week and a half ago, and then, he, you know, be, besides this Sunday game where he was, like, one for seven, He's been hitting well in May, so I, I'm not all that concerned about Zimmerman, to be completely honest. Okay, good. I'm not uh, really concerned about it either because the people, and I'm not concerned about Rendon. Rendon <laughs> has looked better. And Daniel Murphy seriously is the greatest player in baseball ever. <laughs> not concerned about Daniel Murphy. No, no one. What about Worth? I'm really concerned about so that. So the guys that I'm concerned about are Worth. Yeah. Uh, I'm less concerned about Zimmerman over the last few right. weeks. Sure. And Rendon, I, I think he will be fine. Yes, I agree too. Uh, but it's like at some point they have to start. Worth is the only one that I'm like. I, yeah, I know. I, coming into the season, I thought he'd be okay. He'd be fine, and he hasn't done it yet. Um, but you know, how it, long do you just keep throwing him out there, though? Like, yeah, here's the big. I think a bigger problem than Worth is we have no leadoff hitter on this team. That's a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the, I think our biggest problem. They kept throwing Michael Taylor out there, and I was just like, "Why? The man's so here's on a base is awful." If Rendon starts to hit, would you put Rendon at leadoff? And yes, then, anything and right now. Harper at two. Oh. Or you could do Rendon, Murphy, Harper. Oh, 
But then you'd have two lefties in a row. Right. You no, could do Rendon, that. Harper, or Zimmerman, Murphy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just I, throwing Michael Taylor in the first spot is not good for him. I think he needs to be lower in that lineup, and I think he'll do a lot better. I don't understand why. And then we have Revere came back, who I think will start hitting. Yeah, Revere. Revere's too good for too right. long. To be, I mean, he's but never he's not been, right now. That's the problem. But he will be. He will be. I mean, this is the thing. Like, you, it's baseball, right? It's easy to see when somebody's hitting badly at the beginning of the year right. when you don't True. have two months of season in front of you. Whereas, like, so now Espinoza, oh, since so... like the beginning of May, is you know, well, I mean, his numbers are still crummy, but since the beginning of May, he's hitting like 250 and slugging 400 or something. I'm pretty like. sure in the last week his. Average went up over 20 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he hit a home run tonight. So, yeah. I mean, he, look, I don't think anybody expects Danny Espinosa to be great. No, but, but a 270 is possible. I, you, I don't think a 270 is possible for him, but the thing is he walks enough that he could be like a 230 hitter and still oh. be good. Because he could hit 230 and then have a 330 on base and a four-something slugging. And suddenly his OPS is over 700, and he's a top 15 shortstop in the league. Yeah, right. Because when the dust settles at the end of the year, there will be 15 to a dozen shortstops with an OPS over 700, and that's it. Right. And so if he can do that, that's all you really need out of him. And I I don't think Turner's coming up anytime soon. No, and I don't think it's why. why? Well, if they start losing... A lot, and you go. You just need to make some changes. That's a that's an easy place to make a change. But I would rather him come up and play left field. Turner, no. Tur- I don't. I don't want Turner playing anywhere but the middle infield. <laughs> I yeah. like Danny in short, though. Like I'm not. Every time a ball hit there, I'm not like when Desmond got hit. I was like, oh my god, Desmond, please make the play. Now I, 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 yeah, I don't think about it. No, Espinosa has been great, and. Um, you know, Murphy, like, Murphy. first of all, at the beginning of the season, everyone was talking about how he was going to be bad at second and probably be a big problem. I don't think he's bad at all. You know, his range is not very good, but he's a decent fielder. The biggest yeah. problem, the most glaring thing to me that I've seen over the, what, six weeks of the season mm-hmm. is he's slow at turning double plays. And True. so you're going to lose you're going to lose outs there. So last night that was totally but he's not out. But. Right, and he's not... Um, He's not awful at it. He's just no. kind of slow at it. And so double plays or bang-bang plays, you're going to lose a couple of those because of his ability to do that. But, yeah, he's not a butcher out there. He's not somebody that you go, boy, he really can't play the position. Right, right. He just doesn't have the range, and he's not good at turning double plays. But, right. you know, if, if he's going to hit 400, who cares? Now, here, now here's something else I want to run by you. Um, I read a bunch of articles on Harper today. There was one about a jar of money, which I don't even understand why he had a jar on him. But you don't carry jars. Here's the thing I'm worried about with him is that he's getting walked so much now, and I feel like he is a very like, uh, like almost like a snowball type of hitter where he just keeps getting better and better as he keeps hitting and hitting. If he's getting walked this much, I feel like it's throwing off his. Like, you know, that's interesting. I was thinking about that today too because he's hitting. He, yeah. He's not hitting well over the last couple of weeks because he's getting walks so much. Right. His are are pretty bad when you don't count all the basically intentional walks. So 
what's that going to do to him? And then you think, well, Bonds did it. And then it's like. Yeah, but Bonds well, is older. And right. Like, Bonds was like 33 when right. that was going on or whatever, when that started. So he's mature enough to know, like, okay, I come in here and I can hit it whenever yeah. I want. Harper's and I feel like very, Bryce is very emotional. Very emotional. He's a mature hitter, but he's an emotional person, obviously. So, yeah, right. I think it could affect him. Um, but at some point, you know, I think it balances out in a couple ways. One is that all great players adjust, and he's great, and he will adjust. That's one. Two is if they realize that, you know what, he's not hitting, they'll start pitching to him. And then they'll start pitching to oh, him, and he'll, he'll he'll ground out. He'll strike out. He'll ground out for a week or two, and you'll go, "Wow, he's lost it." And then he'll find it, and then right. it'll take it'll take teams a while to go, "Oh my God, he's back!" And so he'll go on a couple week run where he's just mashing the ball. I mean, I I could not believe he was getting intentionally walked the way he was this early in the season. Like I was like, "Are you?" Jo-? I can't even believe it. Like he was yeah, that I, good. You know, Madden. Clearly did the right thing, right? I mean, yeah, he did. It, the the Nats were not hitting. Now, if Zimmerman and Rendon hit, it's a completely different line. True, true. Forget about Worth. Forget about. I mean, if you just have your, if you just have three hitters or four hitters that can hit, Zimmerman, Rendon, uh, Murphy, and and Harper. Right. The ability that those four guys have, that's enough. Throw in the fact that Ramos has been incredible. Oh, incredible. And then if you get, you know, something out of Espinosa and and if Worth doesn't turn out to be absolutely worthless, which, you know, I, I still don't know. He's got, he's got. If I remember correctly, he has a few home runs already. Right. So the Worth, I think he has two or three. Yeah. So maybe not as many as I thought. So, no, he has six home runs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and That's so great. so what is he doing? Well, it's easy to look at that and go, he's completely screwed over or completely screwed. He can't catch up to anything, so he's just guessing. And when he guesses right, he can. Right. If he guesses fastball and swing, maybe that's what's going on. I I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I figured Zimmerman was going to come out of it because of a million reasons. And so we gave Zimmerman time, and it looks like he's coming out of it, right? Right. I mean, Zimmerman, besides the fact that Zimmerman's always bad in April and always good in May, Zimmerman was great in August and September right. of last year. He right. was great. He was like 330. Yeah, you know. that's why I never worry about him. Statistically, you never have to. Right, and so he's always been streaky, and it was just like it's it's not like the last time Zimmerman was good was 2013. Right. Exactly. The last time he was good was the last, last month time. of last season. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. And, like, sometimes I look like <gasps> – Worth just flied out as we're watching, but he hit the ball hard. He and did. If that's somewhere else, that's a gapper. And so you go, that's an out. That's non-productive. That doesn't count. But you look at that and you go, all right. So is Worth bad at that at bat? No, that's a no. decent at bat. That ball came off the the bat well. Um, so I I don't know what to think about him yet. Yeah. Did uh, you see how before though, when last inning when Murphy was up and got the RBI to take the lead, how he placed that ball almost? It looked like he swung the bat and placed it where he wanted it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's, he's so very good. fun to watch hit because he never he doesn't he doesn't take pitches that much, so he's just fun because it's a fun guy to watch hit. Yeah. So, um, oh, other big news: we have a new contract signing. 
Yeah, so that was the other thing I've written about recently. The um, I was I was shocked. I, I think like, I was blown away. Like everybody else, I was surprised. My biggest reason for surprise was not because he's a Boris client. Boris clients don't do that sort of thing. I actually think Strasburg is like the poster child for the kind of guy that doesn't do what everybody else does. He right. does what you know he thinks is best for him and his family and all that. He's not a He's not a guy that wants to go to the Yankees and be right. in front of all that flashy. kind of media. Yeah. But he also can't go home to San Diego because they can't afford him. So, you know, he could have tested free agency and tried to go to L.A. or Yeah, but, but, but we're talking about for $5 million extra dollars a year. Is it worth it for you? Well, I mean, I think it depends on what your priorities are, right? He signed a $175 million. Yeah, so like twenty five a year? So he would have gotten over two hundred if he had gone but True. you're right over the course of a seven-year contract that's a few million extra dollars a year yeah um certainly that's important a few million extra dollars would be nice uh, but the other money is guaranteed on the table right now right so for him it's, <laughs> it's certainly some amount of insurance yeah um and we probably got him cheaper yeah yeah no i mean the nets the nets definitely got a bargain I mean, in terms of what he would have gotten in the open market, especially True. when you consider the next pitchers that were available, the next best pitchers were guys like Matt Latos. And, I mean, right. the, the pitching class next year is going to be terrible. Terrible. And he's getting paid the same salary, I believe, as King Felix. So I think that's a great contract for him, too. Max Scherzer still giving up dingers. Why is he in the game? I don't understand I, this. What I don't understand is why he's so good, and yet he's given up so many home runs. So many, because he throws so hard. But I've, in my opinion, the man has thrown 106 pitches, I guess, before that. Why are you having him in? Why not just bring a Pablo on and end the game? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. If Pabalbon was somebody else, I might agree with you. Right. I don't mind putting Scherzer out there for pitch, you know, 107 through 120. I, I don't think that's a crazy number for a guy like him. But at this people, close of a game? I know people are scared about doing that, but I, I, I don't think, you know. Like bringing Rivero. I wanted someone. Scherzer is extremely durable. He is. He is I, a workhorse. You know, I don't think it's a problem bringing him out. It's just it sucks that he can't seem to keep the ball in the park. Yeah. So even this game, if they win it now, he's going to have given up only two runs in a you know nine innings, two runs. You're like that's great, except the two runs are home runs. Yeah, right? home runs. So right. he gives you something to worry about. Okay, but. so here's here going back to the contract. So now we're basically our owners are putting money behind Jason Worth, Max Scherzer, and Steven Strasburg. Correct. And Ryan Zimmerman. And Ryan Zimmerman. Yes. But Worth is yeah. I mean, for the next couple of years. That's right. Um, right. So, so yeah, well, what I was saying before is that. The thing that surprised me is the Nats, that it's been reported, it's been speculated, whatever, that the Nats don't want to go after anybody oh that God. has had Tommy John surgery because when you have Tommy John surgery, there's like a life to the elbow. And after 700 or... Do you still, and do you still follow that philosophy? I mean, I don't know that I ever followed it. It was just, that's what I think that they believed okay. and this, this signing makes me think well maybe they don't believe that i don't believe it i mean look at jordan zimmerman he had well, the jordan, surgery too yeah but the but the nats didn't want to sign him and 
you know, Jordan Zimmerman True. and That's Steven Strasburg or, you know, Zimmerman's probably at eight or 900 innings since his surgery. So if the number is about 1,000, you start to need a new elbow, then the Tigers will miss him in two years. Okay. And maybe the Nats will miss Strasburg in two years. You know, whatever it is, if that's the case. Now, I don't know if that is the case. And this signing makes me think that maybe the Nats don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, didn't Giolito also have the surgery? Yeah, but it's different. If you get a guy coming out of college or high school, uh-huh. and you know he's going to get, he's going to be a stud once you get him. Uh-huh. But he has to have Tommy Johnson. So you just get it over with. You get much. it over with, and then you get your six years of him, and then he walks, and you go let somebody else deal with his second surgery. Interesting. So with Giolito and with Eric Fetty, they don't have to worry about that because they will conceivably be gone before the time comes. But so then, what are they saying about Strasburg that? They don't think he's going to need a second surgery, even with that weird mechanic? Well, they're implying that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what surprised me. I would have. So, now here's my a, next question. Holm, I think I said this to you before. If the if the Nats signed somebody that had Tommy John surgery, it will be the first time they did it. Interesting. So You did say that. All right, so now, do we, because no, it's great, we have no salary cap. Do the owners have the pocketbook to go try to do the same thing with Bryce? And why are we not trying to do that with Bryce? I don't think they this affects Bryce. I really don't. Okay. I think, if anything, it should make you feel positive that... Same they, agent, too. Same agent, a guy that came up through the organization. I think one oh. thing that this puts to bed is all the people that said, boy, oh, boy... When you sat in Strasburg in 2012 and he was so pissed, he's going to leave as soon as he can. Right. Well, clearly that didn't happen. So yeah. there's some evidence that the clubhouse might not be as bad as everybody thinks or thought last year yep. and that the organization internally might not be viewed poorly by the players and all those kind of things. So, um, And by the way, this makes positive. Steven Strasburg's jersey now the number one buy list. Buy it now. Buy it now because you'll have it for a while. <laughs> yeah, for a while. Um, yeah, the money thing, it's like they're paying Strasburg and Scherzer a lot of money combined, but yes. they have good value in Geo and Roark. Oh, my God, great. Uh, now, and Roark they have for another three years. They have Geo locked up for – well, they're putting money in Geo. Yeah, He's making Geo's, $12 million a year. That's nothing. Yeah, but that's, that's you know, half as much as Scherzer and true, Strasburg. True, And Roark, yeah, they got three more years of Roark. They got five more years of Ross. Oh, Geo will be coming up at some point. Yeah. So. They basically locked down a strong rotation over the next four or five years. Till pretty much 2018. Right, but most of it will be relatively inexpensive. True. You're right. So, you know, it's like you spread that money out among five pitchers, and you you just say, what do my five starters cost me? It's not that bad. It's just that most of the money's in two of them. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a bad it's not a bad way to do it. I, guess. I was super happy about it. when I read it. I was like, I cannot believe he's not even testing the market. But it makes me think like, are they too afraid to approach Bryce with an offer because they're afraid he wants to test the market and that he wouldn't accept it? I think they've talked about it. I mean, if you're Bryce, there's there's incentive to sign something right now. True, I agree. But he's not going to get as much money as he could get. I think if the Nats went up to him with a ridiculously high offer, but still is not maybe as much as he would get if everything goes as planned, uh-huh. 
he'd think about it um, because this year he's making $5 million. Right, which is and, pennies compared to what it'll make. Right, and so let's say they offer him $40 million a year. Right, so I, I think, think it'd be four fifty would be the the big number. I think he's making five this year and ten next year. Okay, and then, yo, and he then, just tied a record, a major league record. Did I just see that? Uh, he's twenty yeah. strikeouts. That's Roger Clemens. That's uh, that's the most. So if he gets one more strikeout, he's the most ever in a game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be it. <gasps> we'll have to talk about that, Colm. Wow. Um. So back to the back to the Harper situation. Yes. I think he's making five this year and ten next year, and then the correct. last year he'll go to arbitration if they don't. So he'll if make. They don't already sign him, correct? So he'll make twenty or something like that. Right. Let's say they offer him forty a year. Okay. Yeah, maybe he'll get forty-five a year if he goes somewhere else. Right. But, That's my whole statement. Yeah. This year and next year, he'll make eighty instead of fifteen. True. So. So it's a deal. Could, he could potentially make, you know, $65 million more right now and guarantee it. And now money is more important than later money. Right. And so there is incentive for him to sign right now, but I still don't think he's going to do it. But I, I think they've been talking. And you think he wants to make this, like, where him, Scherzer, and Strasburger in it for the rest of their careers? I don't know. If I was Bryce, I'd be like, I love New York. I, I, I love I love D.C. I, don't I mean, that's his only, in my opinion, that's the only other place he could ever go would be to put the pinstripes so on, right? New York is a big talk for him. L.A. makes sense. You know, the West Coast makes sense for him. He grew up in, in Vegas. Um, oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. You know, there's, there's places that make sense for him. Like, I was talking to my brother about this, and he was like, well, he'll just go whoever pays him the most money. And I go, I don't think so. Because... Well, first of all, he's Milwaukee. getting paid ridiculous from Under Armour. Right. Milwaukee or Minnesota isn't going to offer him the most money. But even if they do, he's not going to go because he's going to be like, I'm the only guy they'll be able to afford. But, like, if the Cubs offered him the most money in the world, would he go there? Probably. Right. But if the White Sox did? Like, no I don't way. know. I look at Harper as like, oh, I want to go somewhere that's either D.C. where I grew up and I love or somewhere historically great like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Cardinals or the right. Cubs. So like I don't I don't think it's it's just highest bidder for him. But I so also You don't think yeah, because he doesn't seem like that guy. But I also don't think he's necessarily ready to give a hometown discount to the Nets. Right. He may do it now if they gave him something huge that broke every record, he may do it now for the security that it that it gives. Right. Like I said, if he's making five this year, ten the next, and twenty the year after that, that's thirty-five million over three years. If they offered him forty a year, and so he had a chance to make a hundred million <laughs> over the next three years, so ninety million more over the next three years, wow. plus whatever forty million he makes every year after that, he would consider it right record-breaking right. deal. You're talking about forty oh, million a year, four hundred million dollars. $480 million, you know, whatever that is, I, I think he'd consider it, but I still think he's like, I, I don't think the Nats are there yet. Like, what did Stanton get? Like, 10, 30? 10, yeah. And right. so that's 300. So you, you have to break Stanton's record. Yeah, you have to. I think 450 is a, a good number. But then I feel like the Yankees could come at him at five. 
Well, that's why I think the Nets the Nets need to figure out whether they're willing to pay. I mean, he's as somebody said, uh, maybe it was like in the Washington Post, like Strasburg is a great pitcher. Yeah, Harper looks like a historically good player. Right. And so. And he's so young. He's so young, and so <laughs> if you offer him twelve years right now, <sighs> you're you're only paying for him through his age thirty five season. Wow. And so That's you don't true because you back end it. Yeah, you back end. Yeah, you don't even really hit the whole decline. So, yeah, um, you know, interesting, interesting dynamic there. I, I kind of think that they have. Um, I kind of think that they they have an opportunity because of that current salary that he has. Right. But I think the Nats are probably not there yet with going like, okay. Right. That's 30, what I think. Thirty million a year for ten years. What do you think, kid? And he's like, No, I'm gonna yeah. get way more than that. And so maybe they come back and they're like, Well, thirty three. I think if we win a championship, he'll do it immediately. Well, I think that'll help. I think it also I think it has to be record breaking. I think with a guy like him, ten years or twelve years, go twelve, you know, like see what you can do to make it like just crazy oh, yeah, big. Yeah, exactly. What if you offered him five hundred million over twelve years? You know, like I wish I mean I would love to see the five hundred million, but that is a lot of cash. <laughs> that is a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, how then you're setting the tone moving forward for free agents. I don't know if you are. I don't know. Really? If you you think there'll never be a player like it? I mean, there will be, but what are the chances that? How, what is Trout's deal now? Is he I don't know. Deal they're, yet? they're talking about trading Trout. Oh, my God. So let's talk about Scherzer tonight. Yes. Because Scherzer struck out 20. We just saw I, a historic game. Like, we haven't seen something since, since 1998. So, how many people are going to complain about the two home runs he gave up? Yeah, exactly, right? No longer remember that now. Yeah, so, not the best game he's ever pitched, right? Gave up six hits, two runs, two of them dingers, but 20 strikeouts tied. Clemens and Clemens did it twice, and Kerry Wood and somebody else. Right, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. So, um, two Hall of Famers and one of the greatest pitchers ever to not not continue pitching because he right. got hurt. He was a good closer, too. Got hurt by Dusty Baker, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So They yeah. blamed him, I think. So, pretty amazing game. I don't yes. Think, I don't think as we were watching it, it really, like, dawned, you know, like... I started hitting me at, like, 11 and 12 was when I started being like, wow, he's pitching pretty good. Yeah, and then in, like, the seventh inning, I was like, his pitch count is still pretty low. He right. could actually like go the distance and strike people out. But then when they brought him out in the ninth, it was like, I didn't realize he was ready to break a record. Cause we were talking about, yeah. well, it's the ninth inning. What is he doing out there? I don't think either of us realized. No, no, no. He's, he's one strike out away from tying the record. Right. No, so, I didn't know. So he was, he was great without looking dominant. If that makes sense. Right. It's a, here's the way to compare it is like with, when Tanner Roar came out there and I was telling you how he was just mowing down kids that yeah. felt more dominating than this performance. Yeah. But he, uh, Scherzer definitely had made some guys look really silly tonight. Yeah, he did. He fooled them. Like there were some really good, 
looking strikeouts, you know, right. like non-swinging strikeouts tonight. And some good – there was one pitch in the dirt that I remember that I think you might have screamed during yeah, um, where he well. struck somebody out and he just looked silly, silly. and the guy swung like three feet over the pitch. But wow. Good pitcher's duel, huh? It was a great pitcher's duel. I'm glad we got to watch it. Um, anything else we need to cover? Yes, Colm. What? The Nats, the Nats won another series. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, you know, say what you want about this team. We've only lost one, right? I think so. And and this is run. always like my thing with the team. It's no matter how good they do day in and day out. If you win series, you're going to win the you're going to win the division or you're going to come really close. Yeah. And so, yeah, they've won I think they've won every series but one. Wow. They're my favorite team I have to say to date of anything I followed. I I'm just so obsessed with reading every article about them every day. I just, I love the personalities. I love the makeup. I love the bullpen. Call them two series. Sorry, they've lost two series. Who was the other one? Remember when we got swept Marlins? Billy. Oh, sorry. The game, the the game, game that we went, went to. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was in love with them, Philly. You win, you win, you know, 22, 23 series. You're, that's what you need to do. Yeah. So good, fun team to watch, especially if they start hitting because they can pitch. We didn't really talk about the bullpen. I think it's better that way. Yeah, let's just leave that for another time. Yeah, we'll leave it for another time. But I'm in totally in love with our bullpen. And when we were at the game, it was fun to know. Like I knew every person that was coming out of that bullpen and knew the reason why. And that's what I really like about. It. I really am enjoying J- Dusty Baker being our our coach. Uh, well, I'm hoping that part of the reason that they're looking pretty good at pitching wise is is Mike Maddox. Yes. Like that. Um, but the base yeah, stealing, I mean, uh, everything. I love it. Uh, you know, Trinan is is curious because he was so good in April and now he's been bad in May. I don't know what to think about him. Yeah. Uh, he's got such good stuff that I just oh, we have a new guy in the bullpen. That's right, Sammy. Huh. We, yeah, they brought up Sammy Solis. He's, you know, I don't know what. I don't know about him either. I don't know what to make of him. He's the guy that we, I went up to see Bryce Harper at Hagerstown. Did you go to me? Did you go with me to that game? I don't know Bryce if you went. Oh no, at, I didn't go. Yeah, when we when he was in Hagerstown. I remember when you went though. Yeah, we went up and we we're like Saturday night Hagerstown. We're gonna go watch Bryce and Bryce didn't play, right. but Sammy Solis played. Wow. So I watched him pitch and he got demolished. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Dusty goes to him a lot, though. Well, he's—I guess he's an effective lefty guy, but yeah, he's getting some time. He's—he's he's getting a surprising amount of time. Right. But I think they also—they—they they really went through the bullpen a lot in Chicago. True. And so, between needing a lot of bullpen guys because they were getting beat up, and then. Wanting to give guys some rest, Solis has been in a little bit more than I think he normally sure. would. Pettit, is that how you say his name? He's yes, I think I lot. mispronounced it. Pettit, like Andy Pettit. Right, it's Pettit, like small. He yeah. was so good. He was. He's really growing on me. He seems like a guy they could put in there to eat up innings when they need, like a guy in there to stop up and eat up some innings. So I'm pretty Absolutely. happy with him. Absolutely. No, I, I think there's still promise there. It's not as bad. As some people predicted it would be, I think they everybody there was a lot of people saying that the the Nats are just screwed because they're going to have a terrible bullpen. Um, it's not a strength of the team either. Uh, no, no, but I think it's serviceable. 
Yeah, it's serviceable and it's done well. It's I done, mean, look I, at Drew Storen's year right now. He's probably one of the worst pitchers in baseball right now. Yeah, Storen is not doing it's, well. Uh, I mean, and, but like even Papelbon does not inspire a ton of. No, players. he doesn't. But I love the Pete, like, in between pieces. Like, I love the Sean Kelly. I love the Felipe Rivera. I love Oliver Perez. Those yeah. three. I wonder if they could get one more sort and of. Blake Trinan just needs to fit as that one more guy, I think. If they, I mean, I think Trinan, like you and I, I think guys like Mike Maddox look at Trinan and they just go, ah. Oh. He, he has everything. 97. He's got I a know. killer slider. If we could just get him to work, he's incredible. He and is. And there's times where they get him to work, and there's times that they don't. Sometimes he comes in and he just mows down people, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. When he, he just, can, wow. Yeah, he's he can be incredible, but he has to. He's not consistent enough yet. So, but he's got the kind of stuff that, like, you know, he's one of those guys that every coach looks at and goes, "I can fix that." Yeah, exactly. And sometimes he looks like it. Yeah. Sometimes coaches fix those guys, and sometimes they don't. So. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's good. I think Cole. we're caught back up. We're we have a good team. We're both excited, and uh, you know, I, I read something today, or maybe I heard it on the Sports Junkies that in the twenty years the Sports Junkies have been on, we have never they have never been part of an Eastern or Western Championship on any of our four sports. We've never that been. that is a nightmare in twenty years. And, and then, as opposed to Boston, has twenty one appearances. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about what Boston. Twenty one. Shut up. We have zero. Our football team is terrible. Hopefully, that's going to change next year. Our, you know our Nats are probably the best option of anything to do anything. The Redskins and uh, the Wizards would love to have the problems that the Nats and the Caps have had. Well, you know what I did with the Caps last night when they when they teased me and came back and it was going to overtime. You know what I did? I turned the TV off because I go. I don't want to deal with the heartbreak. And I was right. They lost. It's I your didn't fault. I have to watch it. It's your fault. I don't believe in those <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> gimmicks. All right. So, everyone, remember, you can always go to thenationalsreview.com where we have all the articles posted. And also, on a day like today, on Wednesday, you can go to Masson for their Nats Nationals buzz. That's and right. The Nationals Jewelry, buzz. Tru- Yours truly, yours truly, Charlie Flegel is the Wednesday guest blogger. That's right. That's right. I have to write. I have to start. It's Wednesday now, so I have to start thinking about the next, next article. Week. You should talk about Espinosa. Pressure, Colm. It's pressure. Or no, you can talk about the deals. Or you already did something like I just that. Just wrote about yeah, Strasburg's deal. So yeah. next topic. Got to move next on. Next topic. Hopefully, you'll get some. Maybe there'll be some more interesting things with the Murphy at the four spot. <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right. Um, remember, we have a gear store. Uh, we got a, a new shirt will be coming out this season. Yeah, I got to think of something good. So expect that. Uh, but you can click it. It's right on the top. Click on gear store. Uh, remember the beer map. Of course, go there. Tweet it out. Let everyone know, all your other NAP fans. And you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Culmination. I'm at Nationals Review. And uh, remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Please, and a please rating. subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Leave and a rating. Just like Max Scherzer, we will strike you out. <laughs> All right, we'll see you at the park. See you at the park.